sound excited. Hey, gang. It's 1971, no matter what you say. <laughs> and boy, oh, boy, what a crazy time it is. I'm Adam Fair. Yeah, and I'm Dusty Griffin. And, uh, you know, oh. Adam, I've been doing a lot of thinking about 1971. Really? 71? <laughs> I've been thinking partly about 72. Mm-hmm. It's a common thing that could happen to anybody. We need to just editorialize here and say that I almost watched the wrong year. Uh, we got lucky. It's all right. Everything worked out A-OK, folks. It's this first snafu in a long time. Nah, and, not even. Yeah, man. It's all good. It's, you know, but you know what else? Uh, <laughs> speaking of difficulties. Yeah, real difficulties. One of the big ones, I think, mm-hmm. is drawing a cartoon or handling a puppet that's true oh the hands oh my hand hurts watching some of these that's not what i wanted to say <laughs> but you know what's easy to say is uh, all this ship talk we're gonna do about the saturday morning lineup of 1971 abc mm-hmm. the uh the first network right if, if you go alphabetically yeah america's broadcasting <laughs> company what a what a non-fact it's alphabetical not columbia you you want to know what shows were on abc in 1971 well the sixth sense was a show apparently <laughs> every week we would find out oh, the same oh, information the sixth sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right you know what that was Adam? secret of success let me, let me tell you real quick about the sixth sense huh? so this was a show where a guy ran around dealt with the paranormal like x-files you know oh for real but the thing is when rod serling made his second biggest show which was night gallery of course mm-hmm. in 70 71 uh they uh, started doing it and then it had this producer and i can't think of his name at the moment um but anyway he, he oh peter uh peter laird Okay. Uh, took everything and he chopped all of Rod Serling's work up, pissed Serling off, mm-hmm. took away his all, all of his creative uh, control, etc. And then they ran the Night Gallery for three seasons, and it, and he it, it was so unpopular that they actually started uh, pulling episodes of The Sixth Sense what? and running it instead with the Night Gallery banner. So you would turn it on and it would say Night Gallery and it would be uh, this Sixth Sense that's show. Some, that's some false advertising. I know. They did it for like a season and a half. No Can one noticed because they were like, hey, whatever you say. Yeah, I only realized this when I went, <laughs> when MeTV started playing a marathon of it. Oh, bizarre, really? And you're just like, this is way off base. Yeah, so I did some reading. Isn't that nuts? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh man! Um, also, the Brady Bunch and the Partridge Family at the same well in an hour together. No one figured out the redundancy. Room two two two, the odd couple. That's witchcraft. Speaking of which, uh, there also was bewitched the courtship of Eddie's father, who I believe was not a witch. Uh, also, the Marty Feldman comedy machine was a show. What was that? <laughs> I wish this was that podcast. Some infernal machine. Um, also, the Mod Squad is a thing. And the Nanny and the Professor. Uh, I believe it's the uh, Muppet Babies uh, prequel. Uh, so today we're looking at uh, a crazy-ass uh, lineup. Adam, you know... It's crazy-ass. Again, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Right. Go but nuts. This Nanny and the Professor thing. First of all, isn't it Elizabeth Montgomery? Oh, I don't know. Well, She's on two shows? 
I or think she's I, one foot out the door and bewitched. This is a scarecrow and Mrs. King type thing. You, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, Where's the scarecrow? But she's like a British nanny, and I believe it's Elizabeth Montgomery in her short career. Hmm. But the funny thing about it is, is that next year when they start showing the ABC Saturday Superstar movie on Saturday mornings, uh-huh. they do an animated version of uh, Nanny and the Professor too. So there's a, there's actually a cartoon that we're gonna have to watch one day. So they were like crossover. That's a man. What a tale! I yeah. can't wait to get into that. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of things, I really can't wait to get into eight o'clock in the morning. Here's a show. Come running. Will the real Jerry Lewis please sit down? Wow. Nice lady. We better just get that out of the way. I guess right off the bat. Mm, nice lady. Uh, Eighteen episodes. Nineteen. 19- <laughs> But this is a 1970 filmation rerun. So why does it exist? Uh, because there was a 1965 children's comedy called The Family Jewels where I did I folks, I did some real research for you guys here. I actually watched a Jerry Lewis movie to understand why this was a cartoon. And it was the most I didn't finish it. I got like about an hour in. It was painfully unfunny. There's at least a 5-minute stretch where Jerry Lewis just like adjusted lights. Because one of his hysterical characters is a photographer. Oh, man. The and comedy just drips off that. He's just like, oh, we got to do that. With the, oh, with the bulbs. To, with oh, the oh, bulbs and the lenses. change the lens here. You guys don't move. It went on forever. <laughs> I got, my head hurt so bad. I was like, all right, I got to switch to the cartoon. Here's some. Here's, here's, the, here's the sitch with this. Uh-oh. Okay, so along with the Groovy Ghoulies, this is the first Filmation series with the rotating uh, Shimer and Prescott credits. Ooh, oh, that's awesome, man. That's notable. Awesome. That's It's pretty bad when that's the most notable thing on here. Uh, so, Jerry Lewis isn't on this cartoon. It's David Lander, a.k.a. Squiggy, from uh, the old Happy Days. Ooh, uh, and his version of Jerry Lewis talks like this. I'm not a talk. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Levine. So bad. Sure. And that's a good question. Is is uh, the Jerry Lewis on this cartoon worse than the pig from Vernon Shirley in the Army, Sergeant Squealy? Ooh, mm, that's it's a close tie. I'm gonna do a side by side comparison. Also on here was Howard Morris, uh, Wade Duck, and Jane Webb. Tom Bosley was in here somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. Tom Bosley. I saw that, even though he's unnamed in the uh, yeah. materials I saw. Also. Jerry, you know, if you want to have a career in comedy, you have to be funny. <laughs> Bosley's Law. Forget about it, Pop. So The Family Jewels is a stink-ass kids movie where there's a little precocious Madeline-looking brat is a rich little kid whose parents are dead. She has to pick one of her relatives, all of which are Jerry Lewis, and they're all terrible. So that's the <laughs> awful movie and the stupid cartoon based on that. I guess he just kind of lives with like they're all kind of living in the same neighborhood and Jerry encounters them wherever he goes. Right, uh, right. They're all hideous. Characters include the old sea captain James and he's like it sucks. Uh Everett the clown who's this really kind of uh scary clown character. He's the most Jerry Lewis off camera if you like. Listen, this whole gig is a whole waste of time. That's what he's like. There's Julius <laughs> the nutty photographer, Captain Eddie uh, Detective Skylock, Gangster Bugsy, and, uh, of course, Jerry Lewis. He also has a sister named Geraldine here and a laugh track. Um, so did you get to see any of uh, the magic of the... No. <laughs> what's, what, what's your general relationship with Jerry Lewis? Have you ever seen one of his movies before? 
Uh, I've hardly made it past the cover of uh, the original uh, Bedazzled. Is it Bedazzled? He wasn't in Bedazzled. Huh? <laughs> Isn't that him? No, Uh-oh. no, that's somebody else. Uh, you it's know, like Dudley uh, Moore or something. I've seen his stuff. Whatever, it's funny. Um, not really. But like, what's his? What's good? He must have done something, right? Yeah, um, it's gonna be the Nutty Professor, maybe. You ever have you ever? That? I've tried watching that because after the movie Eddie Murphy put out, I was like, oh well, how good is that movie? It's not it really is not the same. It's not really first, good. First of all, it's not the same thing. They're totally right. They're totally different. Yeah, he doesn't have a weight problem. He's just nerdy. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and it also, I don't know. It, it was, turns him into a mash, yeah. a masher. It was one of those I felt like, oh, you had to be there. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big fan. I don't know. Uh, I think in 1984, we asked our mom to go rent us the Fat Boys movie Disorderlies, mm-hmm. and she accidentally rented Jerry Lewis's The Disorderly Orderly. <laughs> and I was and like, well, it. I'll try watching. I think I got about 10 minutes in, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. It was like watching a foreign show <laughs> from another country the fat boys are back i was like when did the fat boys come in here (laughs) (laughs) talking about fat ladies Hmm. uh so the stink burger show is a terrible theme song yeah um well the real jerry lewis please sit down like you get it that's Um, a great joke it's a real stink burger oh you know first of all adam let me just say right up front just in case anybody doesn't know the title is based on the game show To Tell the Truth. Oh, okay. Where... So it wasn't based on the Eminem song. No. <laughs> will, will the real Jerry Lewis please sit down? <laughs> no, uh no, to tell the truth they would have three fake or they'd have three people, two were fake, one was real, and then in the end they would say, Will the real blank blank please stand up? <laughs> so the joke is Will the real Jerry please sit down? Mm. It's, it's good. It's timely. But, but it's, also, you think because it's like, wait a minute, all of these look like Jerry, but mm. <laughs> sorry, I just died inside. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um. So and it's not preserved well. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, I saw a real shit bomb of an episode where Jerry gets sent to Yucca Flats to be like the new medicine man for a Native American tribe, mm. of which there's only really one uh, Native American who leaves before he's too offensive. And then their chief is this big ugly bird who's got like a vest. Who ordered, <laughs> he orders Did you say a, a vest. Yeah, it's real weird. He looks like a gangster foghorn leghorn. It makes no sense. Uh, so he orders the medicine, the moronic medicine man to, uh, <laughs> whip up a, you know, a rain dance, uh, but he can't do it cause he's Jerry Lewis, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you imagine? Uh, so he's, wa- he's washing his car and I'm hanging laundry and everything is not working. <laughs> Make with the spellcraft and the magic. <laughs> Each time he just gets punched in the puss. Uh-huh. Uh, so Jerry boils water to make a steam cloud and that works for some reason. They fire cannonballs into it to puncture some water holes, but it only rains cannonballs. That's so stupid, and it's almost funny. <laughs> well, no! Uh, the chief's... Oh, and it's raining cannonballs. 
this infuriated me. You know what? This I'll stop for a sec just to say, like, man, <laughs> I had such a migraine trying to watch this show. Really? Because it was like, I don't know what should I do. He was just screaming into the fucking mic. It was sorry. It was brutal, <laughs> brutally not funny. And that's the joke. Uh, so Chief's TP burns down, and there's no more water to put it out. Uh, Jerry hides behind a cactus, but it turns out to be his offensive Asian stereotype characters in disguise. Uh, oh, great. The names are like Wonton or something horrible. I don't... Uh, I didn't want to know. Uh, so, um, but then another cactus opens, revealing that the chief's daughter's in there crying. <laughs> She's lament. All these people are hiding in cactuses all of a sudden, so it's almost a joke. Classic filmation. The appearance of a joke happening. Hello uh, with the crying. We have three watermelons in this scene, and then it'll be a joke. Revealing the overuse of the rule of three. I'm, I'm someone working at filmation. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's filmation. It's not. We've like, been here 30 minutes. Can we call it a day? God bless filmation. God bless them. But it's not like you're saying Disney when you say filmation. You know what I mean? Like, I'll say this: having watched this many filmation shows now, they have a sense of specific humor they're going for. Like they're really trying to be. Like, Can you believe we're a shitty cartoon show? And the, but the problem is they also are one. <laughs> They yeah. don't subvert it more than comment. Mm-hmm. So that's my initial criticism. Anyway, back to this piece of shit. It's not what I would have guessed going into this show. Um, if you had said filmation, I'd be like, oh, I'm sure they did some dope stuff. <laughs> so the chief's daughter reveals that her father is magically turned into the big dumb bird. This makes no sense. Chief gets a smoke signal, a newspaper made of smoke, while Jerry attempts to horribly sing the chief to sleep. So this is a horrible scene from hell that I'll I'll see one day when I'm burning. Uh, and like out of sleep, out of sleep, and it works on everybody for some reason. Their heads should ex- should just explode with blood. Uh, he's got earmuffs on, so he does, the chief's head doesn't explode. That's chief good. ties everybody up, and and, every, and everybody's in their cactus disguises. Again, it's almost like a joke. Uh, but luckily, Jerry's dad and sister arrive. Uh, ans- uh, answering ch- uh, Chief's aid for rain repair. The kooky professor character fixes everything using cactuses or shit. It's, like, <laughs> it's so stupid. But mm-hmm. then the princess is revealed to be the stagecoach driver from earlier. And then the horse is revealed to be the princess. And then it is, it spirals out of control. <laughs> it's not and then, a state sketch. It This is not. And then the stagecoach driver turns around and it's Tom Bosley. Man, that would have been something. Mosley's Law. It's infuriating. Sit down. Uh, yeah, that sounds horrible. You know, this is uh, this is one of those cases where I'm I'm relying on Adam's keen intellect to go for it to to fill me in on Jerry Lewis. Please sit down, because <laughs> I brought it up and, and and like Adam said, the uh, the initial uh, hiss of the audio, uh, the general oh, crappiness. Yeah, yeah. You know, bad show to have to turn up to hear. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of shows on here this week where I was like, you know what? This looks better than I remember. Mm-hmm. This looks like hell. <laughs> it look. This is the worst looking thing I've seen since uh, whatever that uh, Land of the Lost ripoff was. Um, that were, that, oh, you're right. That I had to watch on a school school projector um, on YouTube. Yeah. I th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Think, insert shitty whatever here like this is a really bad show yeah uh it's uh it's sort of a sh- uh more maudlin uh seven faces of dr lou or uh for for the uh, layman uh a low rent earnest without the charisma um hard fat 
ass. <laughs> Go to hell. It's only eight in the morning. Can you imagine poor, poor parents trying to sleep and all of a sudden time to wake up? Oh, what's going on out there? Is the blender on? Uh, yes. Thank God it's over, right? Yeah. Why is there no question mark in the title? Oh, here? good note. It's like who framed Roger Rabbit. It's a question. It wasn't aesthetically pleasing. Oh, it didn't have one. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Cry. Okay, 8.30. <sighs> the Roadrunner Show. <sighs> what a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. You really think about it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Because uh, you know exactly what this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is God. the Roadrunner. Stop me where I'm wrong here, Adam. But you know, most of these were made in the 40s and between the 40s and 60s, and uh, That's true. That's many, true. many of them are actually pulled from the theatrical uh, showings from this series. Apparently, oh yeah, here's the yeah. I, there's there's a whole weird path to the Roadrunner show. So it's an anthology series of those cartoons. With every now, I guess the the other cartoon was either Foghorn Leghorn, Speedy Gonzales. Happy Lupu or Tweety and Sylvester, some B-level mm-hmm. uh, Looney Tune. It, uh, so Roadrunner Show aired on all three networks at some point before it mutated into the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Show. Um, also, who knew? Who knew this? You know, the, the Roadrunner Show. I mean, this the, their shows have had a million names, but this one actually has a history. Runs in. That's uh, right. He has his own theme song here. Yeah, that's right. This was a weird note. It's performed by Barbara Cameron. Uh, she's noted for having recorded an invitation to love, an eight-side album box. What do you think that is? Like a box you turn different ways on the record player? How do you put the needle on it? Eight-side, what the hell is he eight-side talking about? Eight-side album box. Do you flip it around? Is it like you flip it this way and... Put it on like a record this way. I'm fascinated with the idea of a uh, record that's a box that you fold to play. Yeah, it sounds like a Hellraiser. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, you this you ordered the catapult, Coyote. The uh, this actual version of the theme song was covered um, on that '90s Let's Watch Cartoons album. You remember okay. that? You remember the one I'm talking about? I forget who and covered where it. all the grunge bands. Oh, okay. Uh, go, oh, sh- who did cover it? Oh, God. It's, it's, we'll come up with that. Well, it'll, it'll be insert some 90s <laughs> name. Put, uh, the, put and, the video on the website underneath this episode, the Roadrunner uh, music video. Somebody will tell us. It, it, it's going to be some 90s name, though, like Ambulance, Fire Hose, uh, Purple. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's not going to make any sense. Roadrunaway road train. Uh <laughs> Now, in 1962, Chuck Jones directed Adventures of Roadrunner, a 26-minute pilot for an intended Roadrunner series, which I guess would be made up of new Roadrunner material, or maybe they would splice in the old stuff and we would never know. Oh, my God. It was not picked up. Why? That seems like the easiest one. Like, we don't have Mel Blanc. We can't afford him, but we got Beep Beep in the can. Um, So it it didn't get picked up, but it was released theatrically before some live-action kids film called Lad, A Dog. Starring Carol O'Connor. <laughs> oh. I don't want that dog in my house. Get me up there, Lanny. I know where to go. Uh, subsequently, the film was split into three further shorts. 1963's Too Beep or Not Too Beep. And 1965's Roadrunner A Go-Go and Zip Zip Hooray. Um, 
So if we're talking Roadrunner cartoons, hey hey, uh, I think To Beep or Not To Beep is my favorite Roadrunner cartoon ever. It's the one with the catapult that doesn't work six times. <laughs> it's extended. Like he does that, doesn't work. He does that, it doesn't work. It just goes on forever. Oh, fantastic! Is that where he puts on a little diving cap? Probably. Oh, there's the where he flies. There's a, I think that's involved in one of these too. Um, Adam, did you know that uh, this actual, actually, this version of uh, uh, the Roadrunner show appeared in the movie The Shining? Ooh, that's what uh, the kids watching <laughs> when in the one part. Was there an axe? Uh, was Wiley Coyote swinging an axe? And... Not that I know of, but uh, so I don't know how. See, I don't know how they determined. Deep with me, Wiley. I'm not sure how they determined that it was the Roadrunner show and not just a Roadrunner cartoon. So that makes me think it must have been the theme song or something. Yeah, or you know what? It must have had that one title card that this has. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it yeah, looks really, yeah, it looks yeah. really off the cuff too. But that's the one part that doesn't look good. The actual like Roadrunner show title card, it's like all white, not great. Uh, in the mid 1970s, Chuck Jones returned to the Roadrunner after a decade away in a series of minute long shorts for the Electric Company. Um, mm-hmm. All of them consisting of sign based gags. <laughs> know what I mean? It's like Calamity Coyote. Remember how funny he was? He had shoes on. Um, <laughs> you tell me what else was happening. <laughs> Classic Calamity Coyote cartoon. Good stuff. Oh, man. Well, it couldn't last forever. Nine o'clock. Funky! It's the Funky Phantom. I thought I smelled something. Yeah. You know, (laughs) the thing is, Adam. Five stars or four (laughs) and a half? Uh, Did you find me funky, Dusty? No. No, you're scaring me. I don't know. I don't think we usually start these off with like an overarching view of this, but the f- I, full story laid out. Maybe we do. And I just want to say that this <laughs> is like a misfiring Scooby Doo. Uh, yeah, this is Scooby Doo gone goofy. Yeah. First of all, is this a dare. I'm pretty freaking sure a lot of these uh, song cues are from. Scooby Doo. This one, yeah. I heard a lot of Scooby Cues in this one. Unfortunately, this one is dated. It's so dated. You can't watch this crap. (laughs) Anyway, you want to tell us a little bit about it, Adam? Um, So it's 17 episodes of Hanna Barbera, and for some reason, Air Programs International, they were an Australian animation company. All right. Um, right. I worked on this. Okay, so dig this, man. While in a haunted house. Pretty much the cast of Speed Buggy and a dog. Meet the flamboyant and affable Funky Phantom and his ghost cat Boo uh, from night, from 1776 who helps solve mysteries, kind of. 1776 even. Looks like I overslept. <laughs> now I'm literally lighting the loafers forever. That's definitely Dawes Butler. Also starring Tommy Cook. Jerry Dexter, who you remember as Alan from Josie and the Pussycats. Friggin' the Monkeys, Mickey Dolans. Hmm. Christina Holland and Don yeah. Messick round out the cast. So that is Mickey. That's Mickey Dolans from the Monkeys. That's D. Dolans. I'll be damned. Huh. So, uh. So what'd you think of my show, Dusty? Uh, hey, I did not care for it. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't forget to say. Say something nice before you leave. Boo. Um, Boo hoo. Yeah. Did so you worse s- than Speed Buggy? Just, uh, yeah. 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 
Definitely. I don't think... See, I uh, liked this more than Speed Buggy. Did you really? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were in a buggy. This time it was called like the Looney Dooney or some shit. Mm-hmm. It, that non-ghost related. Like, that's not Mystery Machine. It had nothing to do with being funky yeah. or being a phantom. The Looney Dooney car. Spookmobile uh, would have been something. Give me, I, don't know, I don't know. Stop me if you, if you pointed this out already. I'll try. But uh, one of the cruxes of the story here is that Mugsy... Uh, mm. Mudsy... Right? Yeah, Mudsy. Mudsy. Like dirt. And Boo. Boo the puss. Uh, they were in 1776, <laughs> right. and there was an attack going on, and they got scared, and they hid in a clock. clock. And the story here is that they died. And we died waiting. Oh, my right? God. This is so horrible. So shouldn't they... <laughs> Shouldn't Funky Phantom have been like, let's go find my body? We oh, gotta burn no. my remains. Oh. oh no, that cat died on me. I guess you're my friend now, Boo. I'm glad <laughs> you named Boo. Boo Boo. That name's so ahead of its time. <laughs> Did you watch an episode? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> oh God. Um. You know, I don't know. I didn't actually note it here. Uh. Let's see. I watched one called Don't Fool with a Phantom. So it was probably some dumb <laughs> play on the title. Because that's about as deep as these get. <laughs> uh, what happened in this one was... Oh, yeah. A farmer is being harassed by someone called the Raven. A shadowy cloaked figure. Uh, he's going to, of course, scare off the farmer. Uh, but uh, luckily, we cut to the Phantom crew and their unanthropomorphic buggy, uh, Mudsy. <laughs> is being given driving lessons for some reason, uh, but he ends up picking up a cow and crashing into a barn. Michael, there's a bovine in me. Oh, enter through the exit door. Uh, The irate farmer faints when he sees Mudsy, but the kids explain it's fine. It's stupid. There's no no God. The uh, now caught up farmer's over instantly. He doesn't give a shit. Oh, okay. He explains how no good nickname the raven is uh, harassing harassing him uh uh, so luckily uh he also has uh an issue with paying uh the farmer's debts which i guess he owes to everybody which binds the funky phantom soul to the earth (laughs) exactly uh so i died in a clock this poor guy he's got the raven and this bank collector coming at him who i hope they aren't the same person later yeah. They might not be. The gang uses spare parts from a tractor to soup up the Looney Dooney and name it the Monster Mobile. Oh. That's pretty tepid, though. Suddenly, Mr. Hingens, the town banker, arrives, alerting the farmer that attractive offers are being made for his farm. And they inform Mr. Higgins of their race plans. Uh, even <laughs> that the, sounds horrible. Mr. Higgins is like, but I'm going to be in my Formula One vehicle as well. Uh, whatever. It's not anthropomorphic. The dumb jockey character Augie gives the monster mobile a successful test run, and the raven sneaks into the night to swipe it. Boo leads the trail to the old mill, and the crew uses the water wheel to ride up to an open window. Oh, that's classic. action classic. It's some action packed. The raven traps the kids on a conveyor belt with a grindstone at the end. It mm. seems pretty easily to escape. I assume they will. Uh, Mudsy does. Uh, the, the gang finds the monster mansion and drives it through the walls because they're just like, fuck this. <laughs> just like I feel. At the race the next day, the kids take the lead, so the raven sticks a detour sign on the track. That tired gag, and the kids go falling down a hill. Now, with Mudsy driving, rut row, they easily avoid raven's traps, including dropping a wrecking ball from his helicopter. Yikes. 
the Phantom wins, and the Raven is revealed to be the town banker. Oh, my God. And he would have done it, too, if it weren't for that meddling Phantom. Now that Mudsy can drive, the boys can share the one girl in the back. <laughs> so, ha- let me get this straight, ending. Adam. This is a little too groovy. Did You did enjoy this better than Speed Buggy. Yeah, I mean... I mean, you thought the characters were more compelling? Yeah, than Speed Buggy, definitely. Because I don't know anything about the two people in the car with Speed Buggy, other than Tinker. Can't yeah. tell you anything about those characters. They're a little formless, actually. They, these at least felt like some other rip-off. Terrible garbage. Yeah. Ah. There's just so much ripped off here, you know. Yeah, even Mudsy's just Snagglepuss. He is Snagglepuss. What? And Snagglepuss is based on some real-life guy. Right. right. You know, so... I don't know. He's a th- so Mudsy's a third generation impression. I don't mind this idea. I guess I don't know. It, it doesn't. I'll tell you what's wrong with it. <laughs> the, what's wrong with it is the funky part, Adam. Because yeah, that dates it. I guess it's dated in a way that Scooby Doo's just not. So now, of course, that means he smells like shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the funky fan. Although in Harvey Birdman, they were like, "Why am I funky?" And then they played this rap. That's killer. Um, that, that, that's what messes it up for me because you know even Speed Buggy is not as I mean Speed Buggy's dated yes but it's not dated like this bad. Is Mudsy funnier than Speed Buggy as a character? Yes, I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. He can do things. I'll give you that, but they don't. They don't have any kind of uh, Speed Buggy just talks horribly. They're they're back to basics here. They're like Mystery Machine, y'all. Forget the talking car. You right, know, right. They're like, like, we love drawing buggies. They're so easy. How about the loony doony? What does that have to do with ghosts? Just go. Just, you know what? It, it's, it rhymes. It what, sounds how great. The, how about the Funkenstein mobile? Hmm. I'm going to become a playwright. So. Yeah. It's it's a. Yeah. This is below a line call, I think. Uh, this is really below us. Yeah. I would just say uh, watch some Scooby Doo. There you go. That's a simple answer. I hate to oversimplify it, but... <laughs> uh, let's get real simple. It's 9.30. It's it's, it's time for... Mm-hmm. That means the Jackson 5... 5-I-V-E. The Jackson 5... Who I didn't even know. Adam, I wasn't aware until we sat down this week that it was spelled like this. Did you know? Yeah. I watched this as a kid. I, I barely have a memory of seeing this. Afternoons, Channel 36 or 46 uh, ran it. You know? Should we explain who Michael Jackson is? <laughs> <laughs> so, if you don't know who Michael give Jackson him a Google. is, what, are, what is the point? Give him an old Google, see what comes up. Let's start. Uh, let me put, you know, let's, <laughs> let's just let's, let's reverse the last round, Adam. What, what did you think of the Jackson 5? Overall, refreshing or D minus. Oh, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. All right, we'll expect. You know what other show got that grade? The Beatles. This oh. reminded me a lot mm-hmm. of the Beatles. Yeah, I can see that because there's a there's a ton of singing, a ton, and I've got some yeah, s- a lot of a lot of just playing a song and expecting that to do the work of a TV show. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Blah! So I, this one bothered me too, but at least I was like every three minutes, I was like, oh, thank God, baby Michael's singing. Because guess what, folks? They didn't get Michael Jackson to play Michael Jackson on this show. They had a little kid to do his voice. Um, 
Boo. So this is season one of two of the Motown production uh, and Rankin Bass produced fictionalized portrayal of abused kid Motown act the Jackson 5. Um, <laughs> voices. Uh, Craig Grandy played Jackie. Mike Martinez played Tito. Joel Cooper played Jermaine. Edmund Silvers played Marlon and Donald Full of Love was uh, Michael Jackson. But you might know Donald Full of Love. As Goldie Wilson the Third from Back to the Future, Back to the Future Two, and I guess three somewhere. Goldie, he's the mayor of Hill Valley. Oh I mean, yeah, no man, oh yeah, and his his dad was mayor, and then he can hover convert. Hmm. Hey Adam, can well, I anyway. say can I say something before we go any further? Sure, man, is this this is really well preserved? Did you yeah, did you catch it? it God, it's a pretty clear copy. It is clear. My the one I watched was clear as a bell. Which ones did you see? What did Michael get into? <laughs> so uh, here's the deal. Uh, th- there's a girl in town, and she's the new pop sensation. So Michael's not interested in her at all. Oh, he's interested. She's boring. Everybody's. <laughs> I don't know what you're she saying. Has nothing I want. No clue what you're saying. <laughs> she's a she's a PYT. She's pretty young thing. Uh, that was shameless. But named Michelle. So she is the pop princess in town, and every guy wants her. Her name's Stephanie something, right? And they're like, whoever is is you know the flyest at the ball wins a date with Stephanie, right? All right. And so they're like, we're gonna go to the ball, and then uh, they're like, you can't go, Michael. You got a cold. And he's like, what? This is messed up. <laughs> you know, however the kid that voiced him was doing, right? So Michael has to stay at home. You're pale, aren't you? Because he's, cause he's got a cold. And like a genie or uh, Oh, his Harry Godfather? Yeah, his Harry Godfather His Harry Godfather up. was in the episode I watched. Are you shitting me, really? Man, is first that, of all. Is he a reoccurring thing on this show or is that just a dink? It right? must be. Because boy, oh boy, what a... F- <laughs> I know we haven't watched the punky the punky Brewster cartoon yet. This is like a real low rent glomer yeah, guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just shows up and like, well, how about this for ten minutes? You know what threw me about him, Adam? Uh, on the one I watched, they they started singing early, of course, because there's there's several right. songs several songs packed in each episode. And uh, the one I listened to, the song was really preachy, like literally preachy. Oh like, yeah, and uh, also these songs have they try to work them into the context of the show but they are context free yeah it's this, almost like animation tests were used for these like music videos or because i yeah when i yeah. saw during the music video it just had like rabbits and like random animals and i'm sure they were like what do you want to animate this week we need some like trippy like okay yeah do rabbits do rabbits mm-hmm. so they jump they, they got this song which is literally preaching the gospel it's talking about like People are going to say the high power is not real and you don't listen to them. And then they jump right into Jesus Christ. the Harry Godfather. And I was like, witchcraft. <laughs> you know, they went, they went from preachy to witchcraft oh, weird. immediately. Whatever. You know, because like you said, he's uh, the Harry Godfather. Is, uh, he just grants wishes. I didn't really find him to be enough of a character. I was too distracted by the appalling animation. I was appalled. Mm-hmm. Appalled. Yeah, I mean it's clear. It's it's well preserved. It's Rankin Bass. So which Rankin Bass special? Like it, it's definitely on the Frosty the Snowman side of the spectrum. But that has fluid motion and looks good. This looked 
like rushed. That's the only way I could really think of it. Like they were like, go, go, go. Like it was real amorphous. It was like liquid television or something half the time. And then Michael's like <laughs> all their expressions were frightening. Just like those happy faces. It was nuts. Yeah. And yeah, it's, um, it was a total rush job. That's what I feel. It was a rush job. And the only thing I liked about it was the songs. Just like Beatles. Didn't the Beatles kind of remind us of the same problems? Yeah. Where you're it, like, wow, they could have taken some time, and at least the songs are cool. Yeah, it, you know, it's very they similar. They land in the show. It's very similar to the Beatles, actually. Didn't it have a, a whack uh, uh, laugh track, too? Just like the Beatles. Probably. Even though the Beatles made me hate him even worse. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I usually like the Beatles, but I that like, cartoon made me think they were dicks. Me, too. And I kind of feel like uh, the Jacksons are douchey here, too. All you want to do, uh, it's, I don't know, I just... They kind of remind me of Alvin and the Chipmunks. Mm. Yeah, except without an actual story behind, like, what Alvin, I mean, (laughs) If only Alvin were as good as Michael Jackson. They're the same character here. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, That's true. His brothers are like Theodore and Simon. Background uh, characters, practically. They are. I watched one called Groove to the Chief where Michael gets elected Mm. mayor of L.A. Whoa. But then they treat it like he's president of the world because he does all these. (laughs) You say tomatoes. They give him the power Trump thinks he has. Like he's (laughs) except uh, Michael's promoting love and peace with hearts and flowers. And it's this horribly animated clusterfuck. And everybody loves him. And he's elected mayor of the universe. And he's putting a suit and sworn in, and he hates it because it's uncool threads, and there's bodyguards all the time. And he sucks at his responsibility because he wants to be lazy, and he immediately regrets the decision. But at least he gets to order his brothers around, (laughs) just like in real life. Michael (laughs) seems to have presidential power, uh, selling off property and famous statue. Uh, Let's see. He misses being in the band. Uh, Being mayor sure is a lonely job. I've never felt so bad in my entire life. Oh, just wait, Michael. (laughs) <laughs> he just wants to get impeached. Uh, and there's a video of birds and rabbits too in, in our small way for no reason, but it's nice. Yeah. Uh, Harry Godfather makes Mike eat crow. So he'll turn things back to normal. Now, Michael can't wait to vote and everyone laughs at him. <laughs> You're going to vote. What the, I've seen better animated TV funhouse parodies. Mm-hmm. This is crummy. This is not enjoyable uh, at Didn't all. meet my Michael Jackson fix either. No, no. And he I, had rats too. Did he? They were named like Ray and Charles though. Woof. Precursor. You know. Uh, Two blind mice? Honestly, I, you know, the J- I'm not, I love Michael Jackson. He's great. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really love the Jackson 5's music. Uh-huh. You know what uh-huh. I mean? That's so a great sound. The only, yeah, the only thing that's redeemable about the show is when they get to the songs, and even then, the you know some of the song choices are not you know exactly. Like I said, it sounds like they chose some of their gospel hits at some points, which is weird. I think they only had two albums at this point, right? Yeah. Other well, it's just it's not watchable. Other than that, yeah, it, I, it hurt to watch, but at least my ears weren't bleeding like Jerry Lewis. So mm-hmm. listening to this show was kind of dumb, but the music that'll never die, man. Squiggy's character on Laverne and Shirley is better than <laughs> the Harry Godfather. You know what I mean? I don't know. So. Yeah, he didn't. A little more thought could have gone into that. I would yeah. have liked to see Michael Jackson in Wish Kids scenario with the magic uh, wishing glove. Oh, yeah. 
it all adds up. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I guess we'll talk about that again one day. <laughs> I'm okay. So this is weird. Ten o'clock. Uh, is it, did I fall asleep and it's Saturday night? Bewitched is on. Yeah, no. What's going on? You mean you must mean the cartoon, right, Adam? The cartoon? What do you mean? There is one? Uh, not sort really. Sort of. Not really. No. Not, not till 1972, uh, <laughs> by the way. So, yeah. This, so. is a, this is just an episode of Bewitched, the live action show jammed in the middle of a Saturday morning lineup. Plop. Right, Adam? This Why is, not an animated version of this? Like they're in high school or something. Genie yeah. Genie got a cartoon like that. Well like I like, like I was saying to you, next year in seventy two they'll make <gasps> they'll make the bewitched cartoon and yeah. they'll play it on the ABC Saturday <laughs> Superstar movie. You speaking of uh Tabitha and Adam and the Clown family. Yeah. What a weird title, huh? Mom, 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 I gotta get home to watch Tabitha and Adam and the Clown family. So, does it look- No you don't <laughs> There's no way that's any good. We're not watching some clown movie. Why weren't they? I don't understand why there wasn't a Bewitched cartoon. That's really bizarre. Yeah, I know. They can just show this adult sitcom so, at 10 in the morning. So this Bewitched, at this point, this is like we're talking season 7 out of 8. Yeah. You know, it's almost... Seems irresponsible it, Yeah. <laughs> just like, I don't know, put on Bewitched. It's in color at this point. That's true. Adam, you know. Uh, we're at Dick Sargent, probably. But this is made up of whatever episodes, probably. Yeah, it's really getting loose here at the end. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen an episode. There is a Bewitched spinoff called Tabitha. I've never seen it, though. Yeah, it where, must I, suck. Where she works with her brother at like a newspaper. Uh, it must be really bad. I know. I've never seen it. It's like, it. just shoot me, but with magic. <laughs> well, I might watch it. Rocket fuel, malt liquor. I never um, saw that bad Bewitched movie. Which one? The, with uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Oh, I didn't either. I read that it's a total, it's a reimagining. Yeah, like Bewitched exists, the show, I don't know. Yeah. And no he, one has ever said like, yeah, check it out. You'll nope. you'll, go, you'll be like, whoa. Me either. It's funny, me and you read all the same things this week. Because <laughs> I read the same, you know, I read the same right. thing. So. Uh, Got any Bewitched memories? Um, Bewimmeries? Bewitched memories, not really. <laughs> not really. I mean, it's a. You know, when I think about it, in, when I think about it in terms of the shows it belongs around, like I Dream of Genie, Genie you know, I my think, three sons. It's early Nick at Night, right? That's what I think of. This is a little more uh, grown up show than uh, yeah. Um, I picked an episode at random because oh, it, oh. it tied into a, a show we're watching later. Do tell. So I watched Hansel and Gretel in Samantha Land. Oh, see, by the way, Adam. At this point, they're jumping around and doing a oh, bunch I of fantasy, fantasy tales, <laughs> you know? The great gazooing this thing up. Yep. Well, also, I guess Tabitha's of age to do stupid pet tricks. Uh, so Thank God, huh, producers? <laughs> <laughs> also, instead, Tabitha can't wiggle her nose. She has, to, she has to cross her fingers and squeeze them. So it's really creepy. It's way creepier. Um, she brings her storybook to life by sucking Hansel and Gretel, Hansel and Gretel out. <laughs> And they make them, they look so, the makeup on Hansel and Gretel, they look like the constitutional peasants from uh, Holy Grail. She was like, I'm, I'm not old by exploiting the worker. They look like those guys for whatever reason. Uh, so eventually when food starts floating up the stairs, uh, Sam figures out what's going on. Uh, Hansel and Gretel's appetite will not be sated. So Tabitha enters the story to ask their father if they can stay for dinner. Uh, 
Sam follows floating food up to the kids' room and meets Hansel Gutter, who informs Sam and Darren where Tabitha has gone. Darren needs a drink. And Sam goes into the book to save Tabitha from the evil witch. Uh, Samantha wanders the cardboard forest to the candy house where she meets the bad witch, played by Witchy Pooh herself, Billy Hayes, only without, like, green makeup. Uh, You'll know Billy Hayes from Lidsville, who played Weenie the Genie, the sexless man-woman up. (laughs) <laughs> she's she's i feel like she's the amy sedaris of her time like she, she said, plays yeah. all these weird screechy women she said something about our law on the one i watched oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it threw Stop. me i was like well what <laughs> and, and that's the point at which i looked up and i, I saw that she was not a puppet and it was so bizarre because, well, I don't know. Well, oh, I'm that, sorry. We haven't even gotten to that show yet. Well, yeah, it's coming up. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, anyway, so while they're all dicking around, Darren has to, like, stall uh, the Tates who always are coming over. They're always coming over. They don't have a life. But what was weird was, yeah, like, yeah. every time they cut to stalling the Tates, they're just like, uh, make another drink. So by the end of the episode, Mr. Tate's just like, oh, this is the first time I've had a hangover before the meal. Oh, like, there's a lot of drinking to just throw on Saturday morning. Also, Tabitha and Adam aren't great child actors. Oh, no. The kids on Bewitched, they're pretty... <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I watched... Uh, so, Adam, you know, just, again, overview. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't mind watching these, you know, in the same way I didn't mind Dennis the Menace, kind of. Like, it's nice. I've seen worse. So, you know, there's worse ways to spend your time. Even though this all right. this show is spiraling out of control in season seven, bewitched, I and, was bewildered. <laughs> so I watched um, <coughs> I watched one where um, they enter Tabitha in a uh, roller in an ice skating contest. Okay, and uh, her grandma goes with her, and uh, like Stell Winwood. Yeah. Oh my God. It's Darewood comic. Why do they keep <laughs> Darewood? Why do they keep her around? She is the fucking worst. She ruins everything. You know what I'm she's saying? She's a monster. Yeah. She's lucky that Samantha hasn't been burned at the stake because of her yet. Yeah, it'd be funny if there was a couple more episodes where Darren tries to murder her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oops! Like, throws water on her thinking that might kill her. Like, he does all the old it's, witch stuff. It's like, silver. It doesn't work, So, um... Silver bullets, not just regular ones. Which is hey, silver. I could have told you that. Um, you know, uh, she casts a spell on Tabitha and makes her like a champion figure skater. So she goes out there and she skates on her first day and she's like, and she's amazing. And, uh, this guy who's a rich, who's a retired Olympic skater that owns the rink sees her and he, he like wants to make her the next big star and marry your daughter. So Dick is like, you know, mm. oh, what have you done Esmeralda? You know? And, uh, so they what they have to do is they have to go convince him that that Tabitha actually can't skate, and so, yeah, witchcraft. Remember, God, what an idiot! This is so funny. It's like don't ta- tell me witchcraft again every week. Yeah, did you use some of that hoodoo? You know, again, Dick says I got rich. By the way, written right here, which Dick is this? This is Dick Sargent. Sargent's the second one because Dick York had back problems. Is that it? Back problems? He couldn't take it. Hmm. So, Adam, uh, I watched the one where they go meet Henry VIII because <sighs> Tabitha... There's only one more thing that you must do. Mm-hmm. I don't self-betray... Wait, that's Gilligan's Island. 
Yeah, you know, Samantha loses her memory in this oh, one. God. And uh, she goes back and uh, she uh, she flirts with Henry VIII and he's just had his wife's head cut off. Uh. They make a bunch of jokes mm. about it. But, but anyway... Like I was saying, this is where the show's spiraling because they're just got the kid time traveling. You know, this is like the final season of every show we've ever seen. Oh, we're just like whatever's coming through the time portal now. It's wide open. Yep. This is Family Matters. Uh, Medusa. Final uh, Family Matters. Land of the Lost kind of got that way. Flintstones with Kazoo or whatever. Uh, you the know. Old West. Uh, this is Future. Mork, uh, Mork and Mindy, you know, after Jonathan Winters is added. Oh my God, they end up in Oblivion. Wherever we end up, Mindy will at least will be together. Oh, yeah. Except without Jonathan Winters. They shrink into Oblivion. Man. So anyway. Disturbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, like I said, it gave me a nice uh, nostalgic feeling. Even though these episodes are thinly constructed and not particularly fun to watch. Yeah, it's a little weird, but I don't know. Dennis Semenis was on here. It's fine. It's fine. Air your your sitcom Saturday morning. Be weird. This is comfort watching it. (laughs) Kind of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want uncomfortable watching. So 1030 Lidsville. (laughs) Hey, remember Lidsville? I, I was shocked Lidsville was only on for like one year. It must have, like, bombed a bunch of kids' nightmares and then disappeared. Yeah, you know, man, it's like, first of all, didn't all of a sudden Marty Cross things only last a year? Yeah, so far it seems like that. But they get reran for a while. Yeah. This is their fourth show. They blow their wad pretty quick. There's only 17 episodes of this. All nightmare fuel. They run over two years. Not a full two years, but, like, over the whole, you know, Uh, overarching winter type thing. And, uh, so, so, uh, <laughs> in the middle of a summer, in the middle of a park, uh, began a great adventure for a boy whose name was Mark. He'd come to see the magic man <laughs> along with all the people and what's et cetera, et cetera. Look, he falls into a giant hat into the <laughs> land of hat people. Yeah. And then he's chased around by big gay Charles Nilsen Riley <laughs> on a flying top hat. He's, ah! This is drugs. He's got makeup, like clown makeup on. This is the croftiest Sid and Marty Croft ever croft, I think. And like I said, like I was saying earlier, Adam, these are not all puppets. Some of them is just people. Oh, yeah. The uh, Hermine little people are employed here. Uh, Starring Butch Patrick, who, uh, Eddie Munster. Right. Charles Nelson Riley. Oh. Hey, Adam, uh, (laughs) this might be just kid stuff to you. But, uh, <laughs> did you, no pun intended, really, because honestly, this will be like Jermaine Knowledge or, or Jermaine Jackson. This should be layman knowledge. But did you notice, uh, the location of the opening shot? Ah, that would be Six Flags over Texas. Oh, I knew he'd get it. That's amazing. <laughs> yes, it is indeed. It's Six Flags over Texas. Well, I, I was kind of familiar with this show beforehand because I oh, was right. obsessed yeah. with Sid and Marty Croft. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the three that preceded it? You know, right I'm off? guessing H.R. Puff and stuff. Definitely. Definitely. Then Bugaloos and uh, oh, gee, I can't I'm trying to think what else might have come in there. Ooh. Well, anyway. <laughs> You don't want to hear me think. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Butch it Patrick and Charles Nosrali. I, I heard on. Uh, I don't think you're. I don't think it's really great etiquette to like 
I heard on a podcast on a podcast, but I did oh, hear fine. on a podcast. It's fine, man. That uh, Charles Nelson Riley was always giving Butch Patrick big old smooches on the cheek and being like, "I just love you." And Butch Patrick was like, "This guy's weird. What's his weird deal that I don't get? He's just weird. I'm gonna ask him to stop." And then someone was like, Butch, Butch, gay people exist. And he was like, oh, oh, <laughs> really? Oh, Is this a oh, true story? Oh, like, oh. <laughs> what a weird way to I find. I wish Herman had been there to go. <laughs> Why did you think this was? <laughs> I had to put on my makeup with no hands. <laughs> uh, also on the show is Billy Hayes, who I was just talking about. She's great. She's this genie named Weenie, and she's worthless. Nah. But man, is she a sexless man woman? <laughs> it's a creature. Frightening. Sorry. Frightening. Frightening. But the real terror of the show are the hat people. There's a nurse hat, a British explorer's hat, a kid's beanie, a fireman's hat with a face like a hydrant. It's horrifying. A very offensive Japanese chef's hat, mm-hmm. an offensive Native American hat, a sea captain oh. hat, a pretty pink hearty hat, party hat, a football helmet, a bumpkin straw hat, and like this old lady motorcycle helmet. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I was gonna do that after every line. Uh, yeah, most of the show is like, where are we gonna see the bad guy? Because he's crazy. Yeah. Did you start this show from the beginning? A world in a hat. I watched a. I watched an episode. I, I you know, I didn't. I think I did not start from the beginning on most of my shows. This it, ju- it's, it jumps straight from the opening theme to the like next thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, I did watch, I believe I did watch the first episode and then maybe the eighth episode. I don't know. I caught one where, uh, Charles Nelson Riley is like talking about how much he just wants a woman, you know, yeah. and he's like, he's going on. He's like, Oh, dames, I need them. You know? <laughs> and then, I just can't get enough of them. So then, uh, he's they he bought that right folks. They're like, uh, what's his character's name? Do you remember? He's the, I'm the great hoodoo. You might recognize oh. him from Marilyn Manson records. <laughs> hoodoo. Mm-hmm. Falling, falling. So, hoodoo's depressed. So they decide I'm sad. They decide they're going to set him up with a woman. So they dress <laughs> <Big> the mistake. <laughs> they dress the boy up as a woman. All right. Now they're thinking and he comes in and genius and CNR. Well, this just became a must see folks <laughs> yeah how can you hear what we explain to you and not go watch this on youtube and it's all on youtube mm-hmm. thank god i'm not sure this kid didn't have a future in this because he is really getting into the role well butch patrick and was already pretty into is it butch bo- patrick? booze and pills and oh pie. my god i you know you're Very right time I, I didn't even realize it was like a hollywood kid that's a good mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. so anyway so he's dressed up like a woman and he is Oof. he's like Come up and see me sometime. Run okay, and, that takes and, some of the sting off, I guess. CNR is like, you know, <laughs> CNR is like, oh. <laughs> and uh, the- <laughs> I feel really confused. Mm-hmm. I'm going to step into my hat for a second. <laughs> Be right back. Uh, I don't know. And, and he, he kind of makes some side comments that makes it seem like he might have been with the old lady sometime, too. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, why, Adam? I'm sorry. I don't mean to throw stuff at you here, but you're the expert Yay. on this show, right? Yeah. Uh, on you're the expert on Lizville. I might know the answer to something. H and R, H R Puffin stuff appeared on one of the ones I watched. Uh, Does he? Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, I think it's this actual one, and they're like pulling people out. Why? Why does he appear? 
Because they start trying to set up the old lady. Oh, wait. Witchy Poo shows up. That's right. Witchy Poo makes an appearance in Lidsville. They make our HR Puff and Stuff show up. And does Puff and Stuff come and get her, maybe? No, he, he kind of just leaves the scene. <laughs> he shows up long Sorry, enough. I can't be any help. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Gosh. He shows up. <laughs> he says a couple of things, and then he exits stage left. But I, I was surprised. I didn't know that happened, so that was amazing. I think I knew Witchy Poo makes an appearance because Witchy Poo and Hoodoo meeting up sounds hilarious. They're hey. like two <laughs> evil peas in a pod. Yeah. Well, this is this is nuts. This stuff's nuts. Yeah, this is a real nightmare fuel, guys. This is <laughs> in the best sense. Uh, yeah. In the first episode, uh, he gets uh, captured by <laughs> the evil and gay Hoodoo on his magical flying top hat. Hoodoo. Bitches about collecting hat shekels from the good hats. So they, they spend money that looks like hats. Okay. It's a hat world. He thinks They think Marcus must be a spy. You're trying to find out who I'm screwing. Inside the giant hat, a tiny hat band welcomes Mark to his prison. Hoodoo uses his giant robotic evil eye, revealing the good hats. Hoodoo unveils his personal man-woman servant, Weenie the Genie. Oh, hello, servant! He's really... Really weird. A uh, hoodoo orders Weenie to lock up Mark, as Weenie can't do anything useful with magic. Uh, he's coming up with a nasty plot to attack the Good Hats. Mark tells Weenie about the real world, and she agrees to assist Mark, uh, even though her powers suck, and she she must obey whoever bears her magic ring. So they go steal that ring, uh, and then uh, while Hoodoo's like playing with his bad weather bureau, the snow goes everywhere, and they're able to escape. Mostly so, I think, Hoodoo can say, that's Snowbiz. <laughs> to who, I couldn't tell you. Uh, wow. Uh, so, Weenie just blinks them, genies them out, and they are suddenly hanging. This is a real generous way of describing this. They're hanging from a tree branch over a shampoo river. Mm. they tell you that too so you're like I take your word for it they call for help and the disgusting good hats come together and uh, the the beanie hat I think named Twirly uh, flies off via green screen to save our heroes from a sudsy grave uh, Mark tells the hats his convoluted story and the sainted caps agree to help as the pilot of the show <laughs> as the plot of the show uh Mother Mother Wheels has Mark ride bitch on her Harley out of town, but Hoodoo is watching the little lint pickers and uh, calls his hotline, putting a hit out on Mother Wheels to the evil hats. Uh, in the hair forest, this place is crazy. Uh, is there a dandruff mine? Uh, the bad hats ambush Mark, who barely escaped back to Lidsville. The good hats round up their stupid weapons to beat off an irritated Charles Nelson Riley. Oh, huh, he falls oh. in the shampoo river. Oh! <laughs> I need a soak. Looks like I dropped the soap this time or something. Uh, this is crazy. Adam, uh, is, crazy. It, is it just a coincidence that a lid is slang for an amount of weed? It can't be. <laughs> they always said, like, no, it's a coincidence, right, Marty? Lid? Nah. Uh. More like a bullet. Hello. Uh, so I think as far as Sid and Marty Croft shows, I'd say it's the third best after Puff and Stuff and Land of the Lost. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Because um, it's crazy. Yeah. I would it's give just 
scary, scary drop. Bold moves. A lot of bold moves to pull this uh, nightmare off. Totally <laughs> worth it. Totally worth it. I loved every minute. And Charles Nelson Riley is hilarious. And you can tell he, this is beneath him the whole time. He's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Go. Yeah. Go. How you long can just tell he did it begrudgingly. Yeah, you know, the, the funny thing is, is like both times I tuned into Lidsville, I kept forgetting it was a Charles Nelson Riley vehicle. And I'm just, <laughs> I, you come on there like, here's a bunch of crazy ass hats. And he's like, and me. Don't forget me. Like he comes <laughs> yeah. in at the end of the theme song too. So you're like, oh yeah. I'm like, yikes. oh right. And then it's And all I'll be watching you sleep. <laughs> so don't. It's it's all him. Then it's all him a from lot then of him out, man. Screaming at people at little people in costumes. You know, I've seen worse. You know, I'm It's too crazy to be bad. I would agree with your top three list. Uh it's I, I too put, crazy. I put Land of the Lost number one. Yeah, it's really good. And, and I, then, uh, I think Puff and stuff pulls off the Sid and Marty Croft cutesiness that they were going for. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. they ever fully replicated that as charmingly. Because Witchy Poo carries that show pretty heavily. Yeah, this show seems a little more created on the fly, kind of. Hmm. Created on the high. Hey, Lids. This was really crazy. Did I mention that? Yes, okay. Uh, so, yeah. so watch Lidsville. That's a full endorsement for me. I think it's crazy. Um, anything else? Um, no, no. You know, my endorsement is if you like Sid and Marty Croft stuff, definitely check this one out. Yeah, this is their. I think their nuttiest attempt at something. Mm-hmm. And did it succeed or fail? Who knows? Because all their stuff, I guess, failed initially and didn't make it their did, money back. It did only ran. It only ran one season. Uh, over, you know what I mean? I guess only Land of the Lost was a big enough hit that they're like, keep going. This is working. Yeah, yeah, it went on for years. It's going up. But it's this, going up. Keep going. This they replayed the very next year, though, even though it was over. They're like, there's no way anyone can remember these episodes. Yeah, <laughs> play it again, see what happens. Another royalty check. <laughs> uh, speaking of reruns, it's 12 noon, and uh, Johnny Quest is is being rerun. Whoa! Since '64, this is a while later. One season to rerun over and over. Um, How about that, Johnny Quest? I love it. Did you skip the curiosity shop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes. So well, I mean, j- just to let can you blame know, me? There's an, there's an educational anthology series called... The, no, it's not anthology. It's an educational series called The Curiosity Shop, which... It, That's it, right. It's actually 11 o'clock in The Curiosity Shop. But uh, let me just tell you... Every, but it's not on because it's not findable. Yeah, it's not findable. It, the, mark this under lost media. Adam, let me tell you the only thing of interest in it. First of all, it's uh, what are the what are the hit points on the Curiosity Shop? They're in a shop and it tells us shit, right? It's supposed to be like Sesame Street plus a little older. Uh, here's my points. It's a PG version of Friday the Thirteenth, the series. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? It's the uh, Buy Curious Shop. <laughs> And it's the uh, shop owner from Different Strokes. Uh, secondly, the executive producer was Chuck Jones. Yeah, Chuck Jones is working on this. Why? <coughs> Interesting. Um, and then finally, rumor has it Ray Bradbury wrote some bits of That's this. right. God. Why? What do you think you wrote? Like the topics of the shows were clothing, music, dance, flight. Dolls. It sounds like you can't do that on television. No robots. Where did Brave Bradbury fit in? I don't know. Okay, so anyway, I just wanted to tell you everything I knew about that little lost uh, curiosity. 
do android shops dream of whatever uh <laughs> yeah yeah robotic customers i sing the body curiosity uh uh, what else? Uh, so there were cartoons on here too, including animated versions of classic strips like Miss Peach, The Wizard of Id, Big George, and Dennis the Menace, which uh, I can't believe I haven't seen that version of Dennis the Menace. No, I haven't seen it either. Also, Henry Mancini composed the theme song, which I think you can hear. Yeah. Something. There was also a monkey named Darwin on the show. Can you believe a show employing an ape? or monkey or chimpanzee that would just be despicable well, anyway we, <laughs> yeah. anyway i i for one think that shows about apes and starring apes are just i'm glad nothing else beyond the pale to talk about how that uh mel blank june Ferre, bob holt don messick they all provided voices for the various cartoon things that happen uh, vincent price shows up whoa. at some point uh where he'll give you a kick <laughs> Shirley Jones appeared. Damn. Who is Irving Phillips? I don't I don't know. I don't know. There's there's a writer on the show that is named Irving Phillips who's apparently written a ton of TV that It's the Curiosity Shop pilot is notable for its appearance of the multiplication rock schoolhouse rock song Three is a Magic Number debuting. Okay, there's a reason to give a shit. Well that's some shit. <laughs> they had a talking computer. Oh, you guys get it, right? Yeah. There's 31 episodes, and they taped over all of them. <laughs> Lost media. It's too educational. You won't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> they did not care. So, what what's else? a 12, though, Adam? Uh, I forget. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Johnny Quest is on. Yeah, Johnny Quest. I misspelled it in my book, damn it. There's no H in Johnny, right? Quanty Jest. This is the adventures... Of Johnny Quest and we love this show, don't we? Yes, yes. I gotta say it is fantastic. Uh, starting right off the bat, it's got a fantastic theme. Mwah. It's great, man. It's jazzy, and I don't even. I'm not even that big on jazz, you know. But this, this is definitely. Uh, you could pause the cartoon, and you'd wish you'd had that cell as a painting. Like this is a gorgeous cartoon. Oh yeah, it we've is. said this before about Johnny Quest. It's gorgeous. It is beautiful. Uh, Unnecessarily done with uh, timing. Like, they really stick with it. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, I watched... Um, Why is it so good? The Eye of Anubis. Ooh, what um, happens to that? You know, in that one, uh, one of their villains is uh, trying to find the Eye of Anubis because he says that doing it will unite the, quote, Arab end quote nations whoever they may be whoa i don't want to say anything specific sticky topic uh so anyway how does johnny quest not step in it though <laughs> it's i don't know I don't why know. doesn't it affect my my offensive it's right my you, offendable sensibilities don't go up for some reason you're right it was, it was more like what they were saying here you know even though it's in the the language of the time which is inappropriate Right, but it but they weren't implying anything inappropriate here. You know what I mean? Like they weren't they weren't. It wasn't like the Transformers episode where they go to Carbomia. Right. Uh, you know, th at this point they're just showing some different nations. Here's what they're up to, and then you got Haji. But honestly, I keep waiting for Haji to do something where I'm like, well, that's awful. 
No, no, he's he's just a he's all right. He's a smart character. He's a great character. He's very integral to the plot. I think the thing to be upset about with Johnny Quest is no pesky women to get in the way of any of the fun at all. Mm-hmm. But continue. You were watching. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. You know, I don't have a ton on the Anubis episode. Uh, I've got everything you got, which is it looked, it looked fantastic. <laughs> You know, if you've been, if you've watched the Venture Brothers, uh, I think you would really enjoy this um, because I knew going in that it was close, but it's it's super close to the Venture Brothers, and yeah, except for the Venture Brothers seems to have just shoehorned in some women, <laughs> right? Even uh, ones that have boy voices, yeah, voices. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that's a little bit behind Doctor Girlfriend is that Johnny Quest didn't have any women around so. ever. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> so anyway, times have changed. This is no, this is good stuff, though, man. This is good stuff. The episode I saw had an escaped Nazi training caveman in German. What? <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> it's just really jarring to see a Hanna Barbera cartoon and Nazis, anything mm. Nazi, show up. It's crazy. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. It reminded me of Temple of Doom. That's so a good do thing. with that what that, you will. That's a good thing. Surely it wasn't the thing that offended me most Saturday morning. <laughs> no. That would be the next show. You want to move on to it? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. God, I dreaded this day. 12.30, Lancelot Link. Secret, Secret Champ. Season 2 of 2. <laughs> this is... What a, what a bookend. They're like, we start strong with Jerry Lewis, and then we end with... The chimp. Sad animal abusing. I guess, technically, <laughs> I've never... I, I didn't find any information that said these animals were abused, but come on. Me either. They had to be in this show. That's an abuse. Yeah. Like Adam said, I, I'm not gonna, I don't want to allege anything, because I don't know anything about that. But I did write here, is this chimp torture... Yeah, I just There's felt more. sad watching it. So this is a live-action spy spoof. Oh, finally. Mm. Uh, using real chimpanzees who get overdubbed with human voices. Mm. And uh, there's an employment of a ton of bananas in order to answer phones and stuff. And so this 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 is notable for having a seven-figure budget on Saturday morning, which was rare. So it was a million-plus. Whoa. Uh, created by former Get Smart writers Stan Burns. And Mike Marmer, who resigned as head writers of the Carol Burnett show to make monkey lips move. Oh, wow. The two worked for Ernie Kovacs, Flip Wilson, and the Smothers Brothers. So they were clearly into the subverting the format. Yeah. <sighs> Why'd they put all their money on Lancelot Link? <laughs> that's weird because these days we just think of them as like bumpers for the Cartoon Network and whatnot, right? Like, uh, oh, Lancelot Link. Yeah, you remember when they had that little revival on? Uh, oh, did they? It was TBS, I think. Ooh. Oh, it was during the uh, Two Stupid Dogs era. Oh, interesting. Because sometimes this show would run with Looney Tunes interspliced. Ah, so it's probably an homage to that. No, there's a later version. Ooh, uh, that's terrible. But uh, you know, one of the things that struck me about the show right off the bat is they barrage you with so many characters. Uh, and each one of them, you're just thinking, oh, no, oh, Ugh. no, oh, no. Like, either this is... Oh, yeah, one of them was like <laughs> Fu Manchu Monkey, and mm-hmm. that couldn't have been a fun 
I didn't look that one up. <laughs> I, yeah. like, I don't need to know. I hate this already. I, I I thought you were yeah. I thought you were leading right into that one in our uh, mm, ra- no ra- racism roundup. Stay away. What do you do here? First of all, they they got monkeys and they're making them. They're just making them talk constantly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> First, the theme song was terrible. <laughs> terrible theme song that never ends. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they're in a band. And the band oh sends God. secret messages through their music. <laughs> no. You know wait, what? Wait, wait. It gets better. Wait, wait. The good chimps work for the agency to prevent evil. <laughs> Ape, see. And the bad chimps, hold on to your pants, work for the criminal headquarters for the underworld's master plan. <laughs> it should have been uh, monkeys all nanners. That would have been a real like flip. Oh no, the evil man. Simeon. That would have been awesome. The chimp band was called the Evolution. God, I'm so tired. This sucks. The Evolution Revolution. (laughs) They had their own episode, and that's the one I watched. Because I was like, I want to see the monkeys break instruments. (laughs) And did they? Did they ever. (laughs) At the disco, an agent decodes the band's song. Unfortunately, it... A chump operative decodes it as well. And they plan to rob a money delivery to a bank. Back at home, Link showers. And it's awful. And he calls Ape <laughs> on his faucet phone. Oh, no. Whatever they pick up is the phone. They show an ape in the shower. Whatever they pick up. That's the main joke of this show. Is the thing they picked up is spy equipment. <laughs> no, this time it was uh, the shower nozzle. I mean, it's the guy from Get Smart. Get Smart was funnier than this. Commander Darwin <laughs> calls Lincoln, theorizing their undercover songwriter might be a double agent. Ta-da! Link is sent to Chump HQ to see how they're being tipped off, while female agent Monty Hari delivers the info to the songwriter Monty Mandrell. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. About a new money shipment. Using their banana phones, Link plans a sting on Chump. Chump's evil head, Baron, by posing as his masseuse. After one chimp slaps the back of another for a while, it's a really depressing scene. I feel like that monkey was forced to lie there with his little one. Just went flap, flap, flap. Boo. Hey, the female monkey, that's just Lancelot Link in lipstick, right? No, there was a girl monkey. They were all, they all had names and stuff. I think her real name name was Debbie. Uh, Chump goes uh, (laughs) goes to rob a bank, but Ape operatives are waiting off screen. We don't really see that much. Link is now in charge of songwriting and he says, just wait till they dig this one. Hmm. This then Ed Simeon appears to introduce another groovy generic Beatles ripoff garbage monkey song, <laughs> <laughs> which I assumed was terrible. Cause I was like, okay, I think I, I, I can't do anymore. And you turned it off. Can't. This is grueling. A million, what, an episode? A million dollars an episode. Oh. The monkeys wear clothes, move their, no. move their teeth about. Battlestar Galactica went off the air because it was costing a million dollars per aired hour. So I can't believe that Lancelot Link was running that. Not worth it. I didn't laugh once. This was horrible. Yeah. I, you know, I just I, felt sad. Like I was like, there's no way... This was a pleasant experience for these chimps. No, I agree. I mean, I'm not, like I said earlier, I'm not saying anything happened to them. I don't know anything about that, but that's all you can think while you're watching it. 
And, uh, and there were Halloween costumes, Viewmaster, slides, lunchboxes, records. I'd actually... Kids loved Lancelot Link. They like, hurt him, hurt him. First of all, he's better in two-minute uh, increments as a bumper. Um, oh, but I, I would have killed to only watch two minutes. I make this deal with our listening audience, which is... Go watch a puppet show instead. With uh, go watch Fireball XL Five instead. Like if you're interested, Fran and Ollie, perhaps. Go watch a show where they're not yanking animals around with strings and stuff. And uh, this couldn't have been fun. No, no. They were forced to wear clothes, and uh, but luckily their shoes were fake shoes, so they were like just the top half. Thank God. Um, all of the male monkeys were castrated. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Are you serious? Fun fact. Dear God. Uh, one of the apes, Tonga, he's the one that played Lancelot Link, attacked a vet and ate a hole in his back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's Lancelot Link, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Adam. That is the most amazing fun he's fact. He's really ever. monkeying around. With he ate a hole little in his bananas back. And, well, <laughs> let's just say someone got ape-raped. Ouch. That was me hitting my mic Boom. from laughing at that. That's amazing. Great babe, not amused. <laughs> you saved the best fact to last. He ate through his back. Was it worth it? Yeah. No. No. I don't, F minus. I don't. I don't recommend this. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was, we t- <laughs> we we started it off with. I feel just, crazy having watched these. This is horrible. Jerry Lewis's show is like a a, a droning, uh, painful sound in your ear. And then you end, then you end on Lancelot Link, which is like painful to on your eyes. Mumblecore, you know? animal abuse, low key, videodrome bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> more Beatles songs. Stop. Everything else. It's Michael Jackson songs now. It's seventy one. Oh God. So God how, help me. How do we feel about the seventy two era? You know. Skip. Ooh, man, roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. I was all over the place. It was either the happiest I'd ever been or the saddest I've ever been. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for more fun from us. Uh, I'm Adam Fair. You can check me out at Adam Fair Land at YouTube. Yeah, and I'm uh, Dusty Griffin. Check me out at DustyGriffin.com where you can see me post art and like mm. uh you know review night gallery episodes and <laughs> other stuff that'll come in handy once every 21 years and we got this whole website where we put the stuff you can't uh see with your ears uh <laughs> every saturday morning dot fun yeah. uh where there's bits and bobs clips my tears i'll scan my tears from watching lancelot link hey i'm, I'm gonna make an outlook uh, i mean an outtakes only episode it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be a whole thing adam that's what lancelot link looked like it was all outtakes yeah. they're like my, make my, a show put more peanut butter in his mouth put more tax on the floor oh god <laughs> he ate through the doctor's back <laughs> again quick to the banana phone cancel my cable <laughs> good night Saturday morning Every Saturday morning Every Saturday morning
Thank you.